Some of my DMs are a real cesspool, people. I don't go through my DMs a lot because it's just not a place I need to be. As a young functioning woman on Instagram in 2023, I don't need to check my DMs. It's a lot of want 50 million followers or it's a lot of, hey, shawty, you trying to roll up? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Exaggerated. I'm so glad that you're here today. Welcome to episode 12. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for all the feedback. Um, I love it so much. I love this community that we're creating together. Uh, we're going to get into some, some really fun stuff today, um, talking a little bit about men versus women just in the day-to-day -day world. I, I have so many ideas about how men and women just think differently. I think we're just so wired so, so differently. And I think with open communication, it makes it a lot easier to just recognize that my brain is so not the same as my husband's brain. Um, what else are we talking about? We're talking about cleaning out closets, spring cleaning, summer cleaning. Um, I'm forever cleaning out my closet. We'll of course get into the ick and the love of the day. Um, and it's, we're just going to have a silly time. So I'm so glad you're here. I was just looking at, you know, getting ready to start. I was like sitting, thinking, ready to be creative, you know, putting on some makeup, figuring it out the day. And I was looking at emails and we're going to be moving soon. Um, once we find a place, I don't know, but we're going to be moving soon. And um, so I'm starting to get, I feel like the second that you say the word moving, you get all the emails from like Crate and Barrel and CB2 and Wayfair and all the, you know, are you redecorating? And it's probably a summer thing too, because a lot of the emails are like summer. Uh, summer outdoor furniture or whatever, but I got an email from Zara, like the fast fashion brand Zara, and they have a home section now. And I was immediately like, yep, gonna look at that. Why was a cabinet $11,000? Uh, I'm confused. No offense to Zara. I love Zara. I know fast fashion is bad. Don't come at me. But like, the same place where I can get a blazer for $169, I'm also going to buy a wooden cabinet for 11000 I had to check. I was like, is the money set to pesos right now? Is are, like Because it, it was, <laughs> there was a chair for $2,200, a really cute chair, but it was the kind of chair that is like so low to the ground and it's like a woven back. And my husband would be like, is that a dog bed? Because we don't need that little chair, that little baby cutie chair. Um, and it was $2,000. And I was like, I don't know, Zara. I don't know if that's the place um, where I'm going to get my cab. Like, surely you could have a, <laughs> wait, I was going to say a woodery. Surely you can go to a woodery and have a woodsman make something out of wood. It's a carpenter. And I probably meant a cabinet shop. <laughs> like sometimes my brain, my friend and I have this really funny joke about this because sometimes, especially now since I have a child, my brain gets so absolute fried eggs that will be like, what are you going to the foot doctor today for instead of like the podiatrist or like, are you going to the optometrist? Like we don't speak like that. We'll be like, are you going to the eye doctor to get your little eyes fixed and checked? Cause you can't see, see, see out of your eyeballs. <laughs> That's how 99% of the time my brain feels. So I'm like, did you go to the woodery to find the wood wood that the wood man was making? Do you realize we're two minutes in? This is going to get 
completely unhinged. I know I say that every time, guys, but wow, we are we going on a ride today. So anyway, what is it called? I guess you could call a furniture maker and have them make you a beautiful oak or cherry or mahogany cabinet. And I guarantee it'd be less than $11,000. Now you might be like, hey T, how can you guarantee that? You're not a woodery or a woodsman, but it's just my guess in my little noggin that a wooden cabinet doesn't cost $11,000. So I don't know, maybe somebody clear this up for me. Is there, is it like a famous artist? I didn't look deeply into the email or the offerings from Zara Home um, because I was just scrolling an email quick, but I was aghast at the prices. Um, and maybe I'm just cheap now. Are y'all buying $11,000 cabinets? No, you're not, no way. My husband would pass out. He, we already, so we're like obviously looking to move and you know, the way I, like I'm of course a part of looking for a place, looking for an apartment figuring out where to live. But also I'm just like, what's the dining room table gonna look like? Because we don't have one right now because we have this like higher top table. So I know I can get a dining room table if we get a place. Like those are the things I think that calm me down when I'm stressed about mortgages or or moving. I'm like, but is the dining room table probably gonna be marble? Like, because I want that. It can be like fake marble, you know, we'll figure it out. I'll get a wooden table and I'll put fake marble peel and stick wallpaper on it but it'll look, mar- you know, like I'm trying, or I'm like, oh, is it a big wooden table? Is it like a big wooden table from the woodery uh, like my grandma had with those big benches? Like, you know, what is it gonna look like? What do we, ooh, I wanna do like a one bench on the side of the table. Ooh, I should write that note down, no. Um, but but anyway, so I start to think of that kind of stuff and I, I start to get excited about that part of it. Um, and I think that's what like calms me down during the whole process. But um, I just, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with this, but essentially Zara's stuff is too expensive. Um, Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like my husband, so like we have these like chairs, right? And they're like bar stool height chairs because in our previous apartment to the one we live in now, we had a breakfast bar. And there was no real area for a kitchen table. So the breakfast bar was where we ate, where we had. And we were like, this is great. This was also pre-pandemic when in New York City, no one was ever home. Now we're home a lot more. So you might want a dining table. A lot of people probably have dining tables. No. 2018, 2019, you were like, whatever. Is there a chair? I'll eat it here. Who cares? Um, So we've had these chairs. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. They're not anything fancy. They're not anything very sturdy. We have them around a bar height table right now. They're fine. I'm like, once we get a new place, I'm not even moving these chairs. I want to give them away. I'll give them to someone in the building. I'll find a friend that wants them because they're fine, but they're not, they're kind of done. We've, we've done the, the, they're over. We're, we're finished with them. I mentioned this to my husband and he's like, well, no, what if we have like a bar height counter in the new place? And I'm like, well, yeah, well, we would get new stools. He goes, why? These stools are fine. Is he right that the stools are fine? Probably. But I'm not going to get a brand new apartment and just put these rickety old stools. Like, you know, now I'm saying I'm giving them to somebody and they're rickety. They're not. They are fine. But I'm over them. I want new ones. So I don't know. Anyway, I guess now I said that I'm going to sell them or give them away. And now I said that they're rickety. So now I'm just, I don't know. Like, they're fine. 
if you don't want them to be your like main chairs, I think they're fine. But if we have an area that's an island or something or some kind of bar height counter, I don't know. I don't know that that's going to be my vibe. Maybe it will be. But anyway, he like wants to keep them. And he's like, oh, no, we'll keep those for sure. And I'm like, you just don't want to spend the money. You don't like all of a sudden love these, right? These are the chairs that he was sitting on straight through COVID, sit hunched over a kitchen island, click clacking on his laptop. You really want to keep those chairs? Let it go, man. It's not going to cost us that much. Just let it go. Um, so that that is my not so subliminal message to my husband that we ain't keeping the chairs, babe. Do you listen to this podcast? I love you. We're not keeping the chairs. Imagine I find out that my husband's like in work, like, ooh, listening to my own wife. He, the amount of words I say in a day to my husband is too many. I know that. And I try to be cognizant of that. And I try to be like, okay, be clear, be concise. And he's not stupid. I'm not saying like, oh, men are stupid. But men's brains are different. This is going to be a perfect segue into the main thing that I was like thinking about, I wanted to talk about today. Fundamentally, male and female brains are completely different. Now I know what you're thinking. Hey, are you a neurologist? Are you going to break down the differences in the, nope, no, I'm not. This is going to be a very anecdotal based on my own experience explanation of male and female brains, okay? Because I am a woman. I've been single. I've been married. I've been dating. I've been broken up with. I've broken up with people. Like, I have a female brain in all of these scenarios. And my husband has a very male brain. And it's not, I think we all need to just accept that they're so totally different. Like, men don't bring anything anywhere. The other day we were going to bring my daughter to music at the park, right? We're like, we're going to music at the park. I've in the stroller for my child. I've got a sweater. I've got the change bag. I've got some snacks. I've got a water bottle for myself. Sunglasses, AirPods, keys, wallet, phone, um, snacks, gum. I brought a seltzer. I brought a water. I was like, can we pick up an iced coffee on the way? Like, and I actually don't think for a woman, I carry a lot of stuff. Like I know a lot of women that have an absolute suitcase of a purse with all kinds of things in it. And I've pared down a lot, but I have the stroller now a lot too. So I can cheat. I can have a lot of little bits in the stroller as my kind of go-tos. But my husband will walk out of here. He loves to have his keys. He has to have his own keys. His phone, of course, attached to his palm at all times. And I don't know, maybe a hat. And that's it. Barely even a jacket. I'm like, what if it gets cold out? He's like, I'm not cold. In this exact moment, I'm not cold. The other day I said to him when we were leaving, I said, do you, we have the stroller, the baby's in the stroller. It was me and him. I go, do you want a seltzer? We have cans of seltzer in the fridge. Do you want a seltzer in the stroller in case you get thirsty? He goes, no, I'm good. We go to get a bagel. We get the bagels. He buys a can of seltzer. The bagel shop is three blocks from our apartment. What changed in three blocks? So it's like they're so in the moment and they only see what is directly in front of them, I feel like. I don't know about all of the foresight. They have a lot of 
current site. And they're just like, this is it. This is enough. Like I leave the house and I'm like, where am I going to go? How far am I walking? What shoes do I have on? My husband walks out with his keys, comes home and he's like, I I scratched the back of my heels with my new shoes. And I'm like, why did you wear brand new shoes if you knew you'd be walking? He said, how'd I know I'd be walking? What? How did you know? Did you know where you were going? How you were going to get there? There wasn't a plan. There wasn't a plan. What if the subway's down? What if you need a taxi? If I wear a new pair of shoes, I've got another pair packed in my bag. I bring a pair of emergency flip-flops in case. Because what's worse than getting caught with cut heels from new shoes? Nothing. Nothing. But then we say, a woman can't be president. She's too emotional. These men are going out with new loafers that are cut in the back of their heels. And they don't even have Band-Aids in their bag. They're taking the baby to the store and they're barely putting socks on her. And it's 50 degrees. What's going on? I think women should run the world. Um, I was uh, thinking about this when I was thinking about like, just like the immense amount of foresight that women have versus men. My, a friend of mine, was okay it was a friend of mine's birthdays her friend who lives out of state was throwing her a surprise party I don't really know her friend from out of state I've heard the name before I've seen their pictures together on Instagram you know whatever I know the girl exists but I don't know her I don't also follow her so on Instagram she the girl throwing the party right what way does she know to get a hold of me she knows I'm friends with the girl but she doesn't know how to get a hold of me she tries Instagram she sends me a DM. It goes to my like junk box or whatever it's called, like hidden DMs. And now let me tell you, some of my DMs are a real cesspool, people. I don't go through my DMs a lot because it's just not a place I need to be. As a young functioning woman on Instagram in 2023, I don't need to check my DMs. There's nothing I need in there. There's nothing I need. It's a lot of nonsense it's a lot of want 50 million followers or it's a lot of hey shawty you trying to roll up (laughs) no I don't know (laughs) but anyway um dms are accessible so this girl had dm'd me about the surprise party she immediately said to herself wait a minute I'm also a woman in 2023 who's not going to go deep dive swimming through my dms it's not safe so how is Teresa going to see my message so she went to one of my reels one of like I do characters or whatever in reels. You should follow me on Instagram, guys, at Timo Lynn. Do a lot of silly, funny, funny time things. Uh, she goes on the reel and she writes like, ha, 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 so funny. Check your DMs. Delete this once you do. Great video. Ha, 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 ha. How smart. Because my friend, the friend whose birthday it is, isn't going to scroll my comments and read through each one, right? We find out that she is. She's like, that's how I found out about my party. I comb through your comments in detail and write down every word. So she, so I read this message. Again, woman's brain. I get the message immediately. I go, ha, ha, ha. I don't stop there. I keep reading. Some people might say, oh, good, that person laughed and scroll on. Not me. I'm reading it. I'm reading it for details. And it says, ha, 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 check this DM, then delete it, blah, 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 blah. I immediately delete the com, the comment, immediately delete the comment, 
and I go in my DMs and I see her little DM that says, hi, I'm throwing a surprise party for our friend. Please come to it. And you know where I was on the date and time of that surprise party? I was at the surprise party because that is the smartest, that is the smartest, most thorough way to get in touch with someone when you don't know how to get in touch with someone. She wrote me a subliminal message comment on an Instagram video. I want that woman raising my kids, taking care of my finances, and scheduling my entire life and career. That is innovative, that is smart. She's on top of it, she gets it. That woman knows something about life. She's gonna find stuff out about people. She's probably the person in her friend group that's like the FBI when, when their friend is dating somebody and she's like, oh, hold on, works at JP Morgan, 34 years old, never been married. That's her, that's the girl. And that's the girl that I want in my life. Reading that subliminal message, she's like, it's like the writer of 007, but the writer has their period. That's what happened. It was the perfect mix of everything. And I think that is such a, a good example of how women's brains work. It's not just, I don't know, I hope they check it or let me try to find their email. Like, nope, she was like, I know the way. This person put, posts stuff publicly on Instagram. They probably read their comments. And then she knew to like cushion it in some ha-has. Brilliant, just brilliant. And I feel like men are like, uh, where's the ketchup? And you're like, to the left on the door. And they're like, the door? Why would the ketchup be at the front door? And you're like, no, the refrigerator door. And this is a man who lives in my home that has a Columbia MBA and is a, one of the smartest, coolest, most intelligent people I know. But there's just some stuff, can't do it, doesn't see it. He's like, seltzer? No, thank you. About three and a half minutes from now, I think I'll buy a seltzer. They're just in the moment. And I think women have more foresight. I don't know. That's that about that, I guess. Uh, we're, we're still apartment hunting. And so there's, in New York City, and I guess anywhere, there's like condos that you can buy and there's co-ops like apartment buildings. And I was wondering, like, what's the difference? Like, I know there's differences, right? But the, the actual differences is not that much in terms of the type of space. They can be small. They can be large. They can be, it doesn't matter what floor they're on. It doesn't matter how big the building is. You would think, like, the difference between a condo and a co-op is based on the size of the building, the type of building. It, you, would, or you would think there's some kind of tax perk for the owners, like something. There is nothing. I asked our realtor, well, what's the difference between a condo and a co-op? Oh, well, they'll say, oh, you have to have a certain, you have to have it written on the mortgage that you get. So you don't get your mortgage until you know if it's a co-op or a condo. And you're like, okay, but what? why would it be a co-op or a condo? Like the biggest difference that we see on the buyer's end makes complete sense. A condo is a lot like buying a house. You can put 10 to 20% down if you want. You can put more if you want, but you only have to put 10 to 20. Um, it's a lot more like buying a house. It's just like, cool, here's your information, get your mortgage. A co-op, you have to put 25% or more down, and then you have to fill out personal references, professional references. You have to give the board 
all of your information, all of your financials. You have to write a bio to be considered when you put your offer in. Like, so we actually put an offer. The the apartment that I spoke about on the last episode of the pod, if you listened, the apartment that we wanted and lost was a co-op. So we needed a bio. We had to be like, Teresa and Martin met on a sunny day in 2010. Like it, we had to like really like lay it all out there, give them all our financials, all of our information. And I'm like, why? Why does the building and you end up owning the space the same way you end up. And I could not find a reason. I looked it up. I asked our realtor and they're just like, it's just different. It's just different. People are like, oh no, it's just different. And I was looking and a lot of these co-ops in the New York City area, at least, and this is completely me theorizing and, and speculating, but a lot of these co-ops are like 1950 built buildings, 1953. That's pre-civil rights movement. So I'm like, these people just want to be racist or or, you know, find out they don't like your religion or they don't like something about you or they right. So so they used this system of the board to be like, oh, we went through your application and it's a no at this time because you can qualify for a mortgage. You can have enough money to buy the place. You can get everything all set up and you start the deal that you're going to make. But if the then you have need eight copies of this application, three personal references, three private references, or three professional and three personal uh, references. You need all this stuff. And I'm like, so you could have all the money, all the stuff with the bank. They don't care who you are. And this board of people that I need eight copies of my bio can just be like, no, it's not a fit at this time. And now that's not what happened to us. Uh, we ended up outbid by someone. Like it was a total, like we didn't even get to the step of filling out the forms. But if you get approved, the realtor, they do the deal, everything. Then the board can be like, no, thank you. It's not a fit. What? In what free country are you telling me that just because you call yourself a cooperative means whoever these people are on the board that I don't even know can be like, no, like they can be like, oh, they're not rich enough. They're not young enough. They're too young. They're too old. We don't like their race. We don't like their religion. And they don't have to say why. So I don't know. It's a little bit fishy to me. I feel like back in the days and probably now because now people are just as racist they just hide it or try to say they're not or they're like well we can't say that anymore like I feel like that's every racist person is always like well politically correct can't say that anymore I don't want to get canceled listen people can feel your intention and your and who you are as a person when you're openly speaking. Even like a lot of comedians and stuff will always be like, oh, politically correct, can't say that anymore. I'm gonna, I'm just too edgy. I'm gonna get canceled. Maybe you're just racist. Because people know when something's a joke. Like I know on the internet, especially people can't always get jokes. That's kind of a separate thing. I like, I think sometimes when you're putting jokes on the internet, it's really hard because some people just don't have that joking piece in them. But for the most part, people know in your circle, in the world, the energy you put out, like you kind of can tell if somebody's just being racist or if they're being funny. Like, so I feel like anybody that uses that as like, oh, I'm going to get canceled. It's like, well, did you just say something that like deep down, like you're just actually a racist because then maybe like you should be canceled. I don't know. Maybe you're just not that funny. Like it probably didn't come off as 
in a, a jubilant, inclusive, fun conversation that you were having or a comparison you were making that you think is this groundbreaking joke like it probably was just sexist or racist or annoying or whatever so I think it's interesting because I feel like years ago they could use this like co-op thing as oh we want a certain person or a certain you know demographic or a certain religion or race or sex or you know whatever it was they could say oh no thank you with very little reason so I just thought, thought that was so interesting um because you could get all the approvals that you need for any kind of house or condo or any kind of other unit. But the second they call it a co-op, I'm penning stories about my family and giving you all my financials. Like, hmm, I don't know, a little fishy, little fishy. So whatever, we're still looking for a place to live. Um, we're gonna buy an apartment probably this year, which is very exciting because it's like a forever home. You're going to buy like a, I mean, maybe it's not a forever home, but you're probably going to live in it for five to 10 years or maybe keep it all the time. And then, you know, if you end up getting another place or moving, you might keep it and rent it or, you know, it's just a different thing than renting. Um, I've, I've obviously only rented, um, because I'm such a young spring chicken. Of course I don't own places, but no, I am super excited. Um, so more on that probably to come in these episodes. Um, I'm having a delicious, a delicious iced coffee and I have some half and half in it. And I was thinking about my coffee identity and my air conditioning identity. And I'll say that again, because I think if you're listening and you're driving, you're going, what the heck is she talking about? I think people have a coffee identity. If you're just somebody, unless you're somebody who doesn't drink a lot of coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, you know your order, you know what you want. You might be like, oh, in the winter, I like hot coffee. In the summer, I like cold coffee, fine. But for the most part, your, you know your coffee identity, right? Like my coffee identity is if my coffee's hot, it's black coffee, done. If my coffee's iced and it's the winter, it has a dash of half and half in it. Still black coffee, just a dash of half and half. Real dairy, full on, half and half, has calories, makes the coffee a meal. No, that's horrible, I'm kidding. But Ice coffee in the winter, black with half and half. Ice coffee in the summer, just black, no half and half. So like that's my coffee identity. My coffee identity, I would say, is essentially black coffee. In the winter, if it's iced, I add a dash of half and half. That's it. I never am going to wake up and go, huh, you know what? Fuck it. Sweeten the coffee. Dump six spoons of sugar in. I want a sweet coffee today. It's never going to happen. I like sweet things. I love donuts. I love cakes. I love pie. I don't like my coffee sweet. I don't like my any drinks sweet. I like scotch. I like red wine. I like black coffee. There you go. I think if you're somebody who likes, like my friend loves caramel in her coffee. There you go. That's a pretty clear coffee identity. Uh, if you put caramel in my coffee, I'd go, <clears throat> no. What is this? Horrible. Would I eat a piece of caramel cheesecake with a coffee? Sure would. Sure would. But not in the coffee, right? I realized today I don't know my air conditioning identity. And that's very similar to your coffee identity. You know the difference. My mom's air conditioning identity is a Florida mall. 
she wants there to be goosebumps on her skin straight through the summer. Her house is so cold that you wear sweatpants, a sweatshirt, socks, all if you're inside all summer. You walk in that house with a bathing suit, whoo, your nipples are going to cut glass. You don't have a chance. You're going to you're going to turn into Elsa the deep sea version in your swimsuit because the second you walk into my mother's house, your bathing suit is going to freeze icicles. And you're going to be like this is so confusing. I thought it was summer. Why am I on Elsa's mountaintop? And that's how cold it is. So that's a very clear air conditioning identity, right? I can't tell what mine is because sometimes I really like it. When I'm sleeping, I like it cold. But like today, my air conditioner was on and we left and came back. And the room that I'm that I film in is so ice cold that I what I needed to like turn the lights on right away. I had to shut it right off. I was like, oh, my God, I never want air conditioning again. Like sometimes I hate air conditioning. So this part doesn't have a conclusion because I don't know it yet. Like I don't know. And I went out into the living room and the air conditioner was not on in there and it's a little too hot. And so I said to my husband, do you want the air conditioner on a little? And he's like, no, I'm fine. And he's European. So it's a little different. He's not as used to air conditioning. So we're not really a big air conditioning house. Um, so I don't know. I don't have an air conditioning identity. And I was thinking about that when I was just now drinking my coffee. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So yeah, let's get into the ick and love of the week. I got a major ick, guys. Um, wearing shoes in the house. And I think this is a big one for people. It it goes along with people that don't like when you wear outside clothes, like sitting on their bed or something. Like I used to live in a studio apartment, so the bed was very much the center of the apartment. So like if you're in street clothes, like sitting on the bed, like sometimes I felt like, oh, I can't really tell people they can't because... There's not really many other places to like sit. This is a studio. But shoes, so that doesn't like always drive me crazy, but shoes on in the house, I don't know. I don't know if it's like since I had a kid, I just realized like how many surfaces in my home are licked on a regular basis. Like when it was just my husband and I, we don't usually lick a chair leg. It's just not something we're into. My toddler, she'll go and and lick the the handles of the bottom of the the dresser like she doesn't care so shoes out in the house is just I don't know think of the stuff you're walking through all day you're dragging it in like why are we still and it's very like my in-laws wear shoes in the house all the time so I don't know if it's like a very European thing they don't they don't see it that they're just like oh they leave their shoes on and the, they take them off now because the baby and stuff and like they like respect that we don't wear them in the house of course but it's so different because I feel like in America it's like you don't wear shoes in the house like that's we know that's gross and maybe that's just because we're are we dirtier here our world is probably dirtier here but I don't know the world is pretty dirty other places too so don't wear your shoes in the house it's gross um take them off figure it out I remember one time my we went over to a friend's house and my um, my husband had his shoes on and he just walked into like the foyer because we always take them off anyway and he was about to take them off and my friend's daughter was like three years old at the time and she like did like a little tap, tap, tap on his shoulder or his knee probably because she was so tiny and she was like, you have to take your shoes off and it was so cute and so funny and more adults should feel comfortable being like, hey, you have to take your shoes off and not leave it up to the three-year-olds because it's gross. So take your shoes off. And my love, I tried something new on the Peloton app. I know this is going to sound like, oh, great. This annoying girl is going to talk about working out again. And you're exactly right. 
that's what's going to happen. I tried the Peloton programs. So that means that you commit to a certain amount of days or weeks and you get a schedule. And I don't know if this is new to anyone else. This is very new to me. I thought the Peloton was just, hey, I feel like boxing today. Click a boxing class. Hey, I want to get on the bike and do a ride today. Great. Do a ride. I know they have rowing. I know they have shadow boxing, Pilates, but they have programs so I joined the, this like four weeks Stronger You program and it's a four days a week of a lifting schedule and you just press it and then you, it is the best thing in the world because it takes the guesswork out of working out. Like, yes, there are days where I'm like, oh, I'm not really in the mood to lift. I'm more in the mood for Pilates or for a bike ride. And there it's only four days a week. So you can do it on those other days if you want to do something different. But like for four weeks, for four days a week, my workout is planned and it's, it, I just was like, this is the greatest idea. I didn't know those existed. So that's my love of the week is the Peloton programs. Um, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Exaggerated. Uh, shoot me an email. Shoot me a DM. Instagram, TikTok. You can watch all these episodes on YouTube if you'd like to see my face. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you so much. Have a great week. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lin. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.